He's Christian. He's Jimmer. Welcome back to Two Physical Therapists and a Bag of Chips. A tiny little bitty bag of chips. Of dirty chips. Um, Funky Fusion. Expiration 25 November 2018. 19. 19. Yeah. They're a little older. It's fine. It's chips. They expired at 9.44 p.m. So who? that's fine, right? It's chips. How do chips go bad? Do chips go bad? We haven't had them that long. So that's part of the surprising. Yeah. Anyway, today we're going to discuss Achilles bursitis, better known as retrocalcaneal bursitis. I like that. Retrocalcaneal. It sounds like it's something from the 60s. Yeah. Well, it's called retrocalcaneal bursitis because it sits right behind the calcaneus, which is your heel bone. So it sits between your heel bone and your Achilles. Hence, therefore, with? It's named for its location. It's quite ingenious. That's how anatomy works. Yeah. Uh, Achilles bursitis is a little more common. I think the common vernacular is more Achilles bursitis because people know what their Achilles is. They don't really know what their calcaneus is a lot of the times. Some people know what their Achilles is. Other people think it's their Felix tundrum. That's a good point. We have heard Felix tundrum. Yeah, that's, that goes in, in the same department as Rotary Cup. Yeah, love the Rotary Cup. Yep, those are all good ones. Basically, Achilles bursitis, or retrocalcaneal bursitis, is, is heel pain. So it's pain at your heel. It's usually worsened with uh, running and jumping and athletics. It can also hurt a lot with direct pressure. So if you're sitting with your legs straight out and your heels on the ground, that can be uncomfortable. We do tend to see it in uh, ladies who like to wear high heels. Yeah, great idea. And so uh, that's another area that's a problem. Uh, a lot of the times, the first thing you'll notice is just the heel pain. If uh, that continues, you may start to get some redness of the skin. Sometimes there's a little warmth in there. And eventually, you may start to see some uh, swelling and inflammation and irritation in that regard. Some of the other causes for it are just trauma. So sometimes being kicked. We'll see that in like soccer or some other sports like basketball. You get kicked in the heel. Uh, or just some other blunt force activity. And then uh, the biggest one, though, is, is, is mostly repetitive, frequent repetitive motions, and especially a sudden increase in activity. So you didn't do anything all summer, and then sports season comes around, and then you start running every single day, and your heel starts hurting. There's a pretty good shot. We're talking about retrocalcaneal bursitis in those cases. And then uh, if you're smart about it, if you get it to calm down pretty early, it can go away relatively quickly. If you keep trying to push through it and push through it and push through it, it, like everything else, it tends to stick around for a little bit too long. And so that's never all that fun, I don't think. And most of the time, you know, if you get on top of it pretty early, it's a couple weeks, two, two, three weeks, and, and then you're pretty much back to full activity as long as you incorporate that activity in, in, a, in a steady buildup and don't jump from zero to 100 right away. If you wait a while and you start to see kind of raised, irritated red skin, then it can usually take, I mean, six weeks or longer. So it can take a little while to, to really get better. And in a lot of cases, it's just a result of increased activity. In some other cases, there is some other, what I like to call aberrant movement present. So either something's happening somewhere in the lower extremity, so it can be somewhere in your hip or in your knee or at your ankle, or somewhere else in your foot that's causing you to stress that Achilles more than you normally would. In other situations, differential diagnosis is important. So it's important to rule out Achilles tendonitis or, or sometimes even plantar fasciitis. In young, immature skeletons, severs disease is really common, which we've talked about before here on the podcast. And um, the other one that may play a role in this is, is rheumatoid arthritis. So in some cases, that can be an underlying cause, uh, particularly in someone 
who has an increased activity or isn't wearing high heels or, or doing any of the more common causes of retrocalconeal bursitis. I find pretty much most people do pretty well. A little bit of rest, a little bit of exercising, strengthening, balance work, sometimes coordination movements, just learning how to load a little better can make a huge difference in these. And people get better quickly. And in most cases, this doesn't come back that often. But that's just my experience. Yeah. If it comes back, there's usually, like Christian indicated, then there's a more of an underlying mechanical problem instead of just an overuse problem like you would see in tennis elbow or any kind of other acute inflammatory process that is not traumatic. Similar to, uh, to tennis elbow, we can tape this and, and that can help relieve some pressures. So do basically a chill pad strap somewhere to, to help take some stress off of that bursa to calm it down and just make you comfortably initially. And that's something that uh, definitely is helpful from time to time. Yeah. yeah. Anti-inflammatory modalities. Sure. Everybody knows about modalities now since we talked about it a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, we did. We sure did. Yep. And then being mindful that you don't, if you if you start to get it and your season just starting, it's definitely a good idea to take take the, the couple weeks to really let it calm down. If your season's about to end, you may be able to work through it and, uh, and just kind of manage it until your season's over. But then it's a longer recovery on the other end. I wonder if you see that in uh, people who try to kick through bricks or boards repetitively. Do you do that with your heel or do you do that with the bottom of your foot? I have no idea. Like taekwondo, karate, kung fu type stuff. I took karate when I was like five for like three months. I didn't stick around, did it? I, I went, and we moved and so then that was oh. the end of that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. anybody knows, let us know. That'd be great, yeah. Email us, Twitter us, tweet us, pinch us. Pinch us. Poke? Poke us? Yeah. Is that the whole thing? Sure. No. Trivia time. This week's trivia. Who was the first Disney princess? Oh, that was good. A lot, a lot of bad answers. Yeah. So, I got to say, I, I thought it was Snow White, too. Yeah, so Snow White is, is the first Disney princess that Disney likes to talk about. So they had, a, they had a princess before Snow White, Persephone. In 1937, they released what they called the Silly Symphonies short... The goddess of spring. Huh. Persephone. So Persephone had actually a lot of similarities to Snow White. Persephone was essentially the precursor to Snow White, and a lot of her movements were deemed by Walt to be non-human and thus not ideal. And so he always didn't enjoy what had happened there, and as a result, they sort of buried Persephone. Um, Persephone sounds almost more like a, like a vegetable. Yep. It's based on the Greek myth. Persephone is the goddess of agriculture. She was kidnapped by Hades to become queen of the underworld. And uh, as an arrangement to get out, she agreed to spend half the year with him, and that's why we have winter. Huh. So that's the, the, long, the long version there. I like that. Do we have any good guesses? We, we didn't have anybody who guessed Persephone. We had no. a lot of guesses for Snow White. Yeah. We had one or two guesses for uh, Aurora. 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 I'm not familiar with her. I know Asha Sleeping, there. Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Oh, Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. She has a, she's not called Sleeping Beauty. She's called Aurora. Her real name is Aurora, huh. I believe. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. And then uh, TJ came in with that one with the dwarves. 
<laughs> I, I don't know her name. So. Nice job, TJ. TJ, you have the whole summer to spruce up on your uh, Disney princesses, my friend. I'm yep. pretty sure at one point in time they adorned your bedroom wall. Oh, he's a big fan. Big fan. But we'll give you a, a well done to Total TV Super Pops, Kunk 86, Bond Chocolate, Lisa Day, Jan Seasung, Julie Felson, Kali Mayo, Bailey Fordall, my brother Nickel. Fantastic. I mean, Jen Sizung. Yeah. Sizung. Did I say that wrong? I, I don't know how she says it either. Oh. Well, Jen, we love you. Yep. Yep. There you have it. So, uh, this week's trivia question. Ooh. Are we going to go with mine or are we going to go with yours? We go with yours. All right. Yeah. What is the only word in the English language that ends in the letters M-T? So, Marco Tito. Obviously, Marco mm. Tito. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else. Marzipan Tunisia. Of course. The letter's MT. What's the only word in the English language that ends in MT? And EMT is not a word. It's an abbreviation. Correct. Just throwing that one out there. Correct. Have a go at that. Chip time. Funky Fusion. Dirty Potato Chips. Dirty Potato Chip. The original recipe. Compliments of Jamie and Pippa. We... Kettle cook in a premium peanut oil blend for a crunchier, tastier potato chip. Well, let's give that a go. Yep. Uh, chip to air ratio, 30%. Oh, That is an interesting flavor. Yeah, what is that? That's some Maybe vinegar. it did go bad. <laughs> That's almost tart. There's vinegar, there's onion. What in here? The garlic? Paprika, citric acid, paprika, turmeric acid, turmeric, natural smoke, salt, and onion. It's super interesting. The chip is a really solid kettle chip. It's a, it's a good, nice crunch. Nice I, thickness, too. It's not too thin, not too thick. I can't place the... Uh, what does it taste like? It's kind of a salt and vinegar chip. With onion and paprika. Oh, you know, that's why. It reminds me of the one that I don't like, the one sour cream and onion. Sour cream? You're getting sour cream out of this? I'm getting sour cream and onion. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that just did it. Not liking them anymore. No. Oh. Yeah. Um, Chip-wise, the chip is good, but the flavor is, that's just... Huh. I wonder if that's why it's dirty. That's uh, that's a solid one thumb down for Jimmer. Well, it's your going one thumb down. I'm not liking this at all. It's it's like a, there's now it's totally. I got sour cream onion in my mind. Now I'm getting like uh, yeah. So you're just associating now. Yeah, um, I don't care. Okay, well it's yeah. my association. No, you can have any anything. I'm not about starting an association. I'm not discrediting your thumbs down. I gotta get some water to rinse this flavor out of my mouth. What are you giving it? I'm on the fence between a one up and a one, and a two up. Seriously? Yeah. Well, you've always had odd flavor I don't know. thingies in your mouth because you don't like bananas. I don't, I don't like bananas. That's true. I think I'm going to go two up on this. Wow. That's, that's got to be the biggest discrepancy we've ever had. Yeah. I like, I, like the, I like the flavor, but it's definitely not what I had anticipated. No. I was expecting just a salty chip, but that was... Kind of, I was kind of thinking it was going to be like a salt and sweet sort of a thing with the funky fusion going on there. Yeah, or peanutty. But it's more of a tart and salt. And then it gets this onion kick at the end. Yeah, it's not good. I'm not not a, good at all. But I don't love onion, but this is 
Huh. I'm sticking with two. Th I'm sticking well, with two. That's awesome. I'm sticking. I like. I like it when we yeah. disagree. So it's a. I mean, the solid chip, dirty chip company makes makes a good chip. Yeah, and, and gotta work on the flavoring profile yeah, though. I'm sure we can find some other flavors out there. It's turmeric, really? Turmeric? Yeah. Everybody's on Everyone's a turmeric bandwagon. So it's healthy. There you go. Oh, it's not. I don't know. I'm just trying to help it out. There you have it. Well, thank you for listening today. <laughs> Next week we're gonna go over uh, biceps injury, biceps tear. Long or a short head? We can discuss both. Ooh. Okay, we can do multiple That's episodes. That's be a good podcast. Because there's also distal biceps. Yeah, those are pretty rare, although that, I've that, seen a couple that of That would be a whole separate talk conversation. Yeah. We'll, let's do proximal bicep injuries. Proximal biceps injuries. Okay, let's go with that. Let me type that in here. Proximal bicep. bicep. We're going to review Uncle Ray's maple bacon. Compliments of Mr. Matt Schneider. These he are picked, the official chips of minor league baseball. He picked this up in Alabama. Yep, so that's going to be exciting. Thanks, Matt. If you like the show, please tell your friends, follow, review, subscribe. If you want more information about retrocalcaneal bursitis, give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. We'll have a bunch of stuff up this week. If you're looking for more information on rebound therapy, check out our website, reboundclinic.com. He's Jimmer. I'm Christian. Thanks for listening.